0: Keep yeah.
1: moving forward, ask Heavenly Father, study, and He will answer you. He'll help you to know what you need to do. And missions are the greatest. I would highly recommend. <laughs> mission, a mission has completely changed me. It's changed my outlook on, on how, how the gospel really does influence our lives and yeah. how it is a necessity. It's not just something we live or something we do, but it is necessary for us in each of our lives because it truly just helps us to progress. It helps us to become more like our Heavenly Father and to make those promises with Him and to become like Him. And I know that I I truly want to become more like my Heavenly Father.
0: That was Kelsey Anderson. She is a newly returned missionary for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and I am so grateful I was able to have this conversation with her. She is literally fresh off of her mission by like a week, and um, I just loved all we were able to talk about. We talked about a few stories from her mission, touched a little bit on COVID. We talked about the process of her coming to know that she wanted to serve a mission, and she just has such incredible faith and love for our savior and for our heavenly father and <laughs> she was definitely an amazing missionary and I can tell she just has that energy about her still and so if you uh, are thinking about going on a mission or if that's just something you want to listen to now I'm happy to bring this conversation to you today and so Kelsey is actually in my ward and Her dad was our bishop for five years, and oh, quick thing I have to shout out real fast. As I was leaving their house, he told me I need to mention him, so I just got to mention Bishop Anderson, how great of a bishop you were, and he told me to mention how handsome he is, so that's definitely something that uh, I am mentioning right now. I hope that this is satisfactory to you. Okay. Anyway, moving on. I hope that you find value in this conversation. We talk about how a missionary's day goes basically. And it's, it's just so cool to hear what she has to say about serving um, and how you're just out there serving all day long. And it's just something that is so cool and so wonderful that brings you closer to God. And you feel that joy, like no, no other joy that you really can experience. So Thank you for tuning in today. You are listening to episode 15 of the Coleman Thompson podcast. Hey Kelsey, how are you?
1: Doing good. How are you?
0: I'm pretty good. So um, I just wanted to uh, first get a little bit of an introduction from you, and you just got back from your mission, so that's why I wanted to talk to you really bad, yeah. but um, yeah, just... I don't know a little bit about you.
1: Yeah, so I just my name's obviously Kelsey Anderson. I just um, returned back from the Gilbert, Arizona mission, and so I've been home for about a week now. So That's awesome. so pretty fresh. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was. Uh, we had mission prep on Sunday with your dad, mm-hmm. and uh, he was telling me about how like because how many how many kids has he had come back from a mission?
1: Um, I think I'm the fourth. Wow. So So he
0: was telling me that like when they get off the mission, they're like as close to like uh, Christ as you can be. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) I don't know. Like, uh, okay, maybe we'll just kind of start from before your mission a little bit. Uh Because I I mostly want to get at like, uh, I want other people who are like preparing for missions to hear this and stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, maybe just when did you kind of know you wanted to serve a mission?
1: Hmm. For me, I would say it was kind of a process. Um, I don't know if I can like really pinpoint a time that I decided like I'm gonna go on a yeah. mission now. I-,
0: I can't either. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a process for everyone. It's a different process for everyone, I think too. But um, I think I just had like a real, like you said, I had four, si- three siblings above me that went on missions, and I think like seeing them and seeing the change that happened in them and how how close they were to Christ. Um, that kind of always was an encouraging thing for me, um, just seeing that light that came from them. And then just the experiences that I had as well, like studying the scriptures and praying and asking like Heavenly Father myself, like, do I need to serve a mission? Is this what I need to do? Um, I would say that kind of helped me to kind of understand like if I needed to go and when I needed to go mm-hmm. as well. Did that answer your question? No, yeah, it did. <laughs> so, like,
0: did you kind of just feel, like, little confirmations throughout, like...
1: Yeah, you know? yeah, kind of just those little confirmations every once in a while where you just see little times where it was like, oh, Heavenly Father was kind of, like, nudging me, like, you need yeah. to go do this. <laughs> so. Yeah,
0: so um, one thing I want to touch on is, like, I feel like, you know, missionaries get back and then, like, they're trying to tell everyone about their mission and stuff, mm-hmm. and, like, people are like, wow, was it, like, really that amazing of an mm-hmm. experience? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um And... I just kind of, I do want to talk a little bit about, like, how your testimony, like, grew before your mission a little Mm -hmm. bit. Um, Just because I think it's important for us to, like, look back on those things in order to know, like, how you got to where you are now. Mm -hmm. So um, there was a talk, um, and I've mentioned this, I usually mention this in my podcast, um, Mm -hmm. about spiritually defining memories Mm -hmm. last year. And um, I just was wondering, are there, like, certain spiritually defining memories you had before your mission that like impacted your faith like it could be like a camp or like you know any other moments
1: um yeah I would say um yeah I, I always loved attending like the camps and things like that and I would say kind of just um I spent a lot of time like studying with my dad and I think I had a lot of memories with him of like taking that time to study with him learn from him. He was a good influence on me. He was the one pushing me and um, helping me to study and do those things and keep the goals that I was making for myself as well. And so I think those were always, when you talk about like spiritually defining memories, I think back to those times um, with him studying and learning more and um, just seeing how much like the gospel meant to him and how much how much like how how much of an influence it was in his life as mm-hmm. well. I think like those memories I have a lot of just tiny little memories like that. Yeah. Um and then times where like I would fast or times when my family would even fast for me, I have a lot of really cool memories with the in the power of fasting and yeah. seeking those answers through that power.
0: Were there any like specific uh memories that like you felt like strengthened your faith in certain ways?
1: Oh. Um Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, of course. Um I'm trying to think of like a specific memory that like strengthened my faith in a specific way. Like what do you mean when you ask that? So, like
0: for me, like I went to EFY a couple uh-huh. years ago and that like I feel like faith kind of is a combination of lots and lots and lots of things. Mm-hmm. So, um that really strengthened my faith i would say mostly in unity and trusting god kind of so like um were there like specific times in your life where you felt like you learned a certain principle like more and you grew your testimony of that
1: yeah okay yeah now i get what you're saying (laughs) okay um yeah i would say i went to let's see hmm Man, this is like thinking a long time ago. <laughs> um, I would say just like strengthening my faith in, I think for me, like I went right before my mission, I had a year of college and mm-hmm. I kind of had that time to kind of figure some things out. And it was kind of a roller coaster, but I think I sh- really learned the principle of just like daily studying the scriptures and daily prayer yeah. and like how impactful that was. Because there were times where it was like, hard to do those things and you're wanting to hang out with others or you're wanting to do your school work and to succeed in class. But like I learned the value and importance of really like just doing those everyday things and then how that enables you to keep the spirit to be with you as well. Yeah. Of just that power and that importance of like always having that that gift of the Holy Ghost with you and always cherishing that gift because it really goes so many ways. And I can think back on like many moments where it was difficult or where I wasn't the best and so I think I really learned through that process of preparing for my mission, like, the importance of just those little small and simple things. Yeah.
0: So, um, like, I'm preparing for my mission right now. Mm-hmm. And what do you – did you do a lot – because, like, I remember uh, someone asked President McFarland once, like, um, like what what's the best thing I can do to prepare for my mission? And he was literally like, just read the Book of Mormon every day. <laughs> yeah. Were there, like, any other things outside of those very uh, – I don't want to like play them down or anything, yeah. but those very basic things that they teach you that you did to prepare for your mission.
1: Um, I think I, I sorry, really <laughs> reading the Book of Mormon is great advice, like President McFarland said, Um, but I also really loved the temple as well. I spent a lot of time there and um, spent a lot of time in that temple, which I know it's kind of difficult right now because they're close. I haven't and... been there in almost a year. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, but... <laughs> I mean just the importance of holding a temple I recommend being temple worthy you can still feel those blessings and even taking part in doing family history work um and doing those things that kind of invite that spirit because there's such a closeness of like being able to be feel close with your ancestors and being able to do that work for them as well and so I think I have a now that you say that I had a lot of really really cool memories just spending that time at the temple I tried to go Um, very frequently. (laughs) (laughs) And so it was just, it helped me to prepare so much. I think it strengthened me and I often reflected on that time too throughout my mission of just spending that time in the temple and being able to just feel that peace and um, understand more of of God's plan for me. And I think that helped me a lot many times throughout my mission, just reflecting on those experiences I had.
0: Yeah. So one thing that I think is really cool, and you kind of touched on being temple worthy, mm-hmm. and I had never thought about it this way too much. I kind of thought like, okay, the temple interview questions are just to get into the <laughs> temple. <Yeah. laughs> and then there was a talk, I think it was last October, I don't know. But like they were just, he kind of, I don't know who was talking, but mm-hmm. I think he kind of went through the temple recommend questions mm-hmm. and was like, this is like how you can tell if you're living like um, in a line to like the teachings of the gospel, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was really yeah. cool, just like to observe yourself through that lens and like reflect on that often because we really are supposed to be worthy. Yeah,
1: yeah there was also, there. Was, I, I, that is a great talk. There was also another talk, I think it was in this past October 2020 conference um, by Raz Band, I want to say. And he talked about like the importance of being like recommended to the Lord. Mm-hmm. I and think I, that
0: might have been it. Is know. that the same one? I think been, I was I like, know. they
1: sound very similar. So I didn't know. But um, he talked about, like, being those, you have those temple questions to kind of help you to know, like, I am being recommended to the Lord. And I think that's something, like, we all want to strive to do is to be recommended to the Lord. And so I, that kind of, like, changed my view about it of, like, well, if I can hold my temple recommended, as a, if I can be a worthy temple holder and um, take the time to just do those things that invite that spirit into my life, even while they're closed, whether it be just spending time on the temple grounds or doing family history, but feeling, like, that spirit that comes from the blessings yeah. and feeling that spirit that comes from the temple and feeling of those blessings as well.
0: Yeah. That's really cool. And I think, uh, you know, the church, like kind of going toward like the emphasis of the home and stuff is like mm-hmm. really profound. Cause I feel like, you know, a lot of the time we don't really, uh, think we can feel the strength as much if we're not going to church and all these oh, things. Yeah. And then we were, we weren't in church for like seven months <laughs> here. <and laughs> oh Yeah. <laughs> And so, I mean, that was crazy. It was
1: crazy. I didn't ever think I wouldn't go to church on my mission. (laughs) That was an interesting time. I
0: keep telling people, like, uh, um, probably, like, if you would have told me, like, a year and a half ago what my life Mm -hmm. would be like right now, I would have been like, what? Is oh, that, yes. is is there, could that much stuff possibly happen? Very true,
1: <laughs> very true, it's been crazy, it's been...
0: Like you didn't go to church for seven, I, I wouldn't go to church for seven months, yes. well that doesn't sound good.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly, it's been kind of interesting, and luckily we're blessed that we were prepared for it, oh my goodness, how many miracles and so many little tender mercies through it all, so... Yeah. Kind of crazy though.
0: It's <laughs> yeah. so cool. So I want to jump into your mission a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so first of all, I because I'm I'm so excited to get my mission call. Oh <laughs> like, yes. It's I, I don't know. Not just like to where I'm going. I want to know when I'm leaving. I don't know. Yeah. There's like just this whole uh,
1: so much excitement. I know.
0: So <laughs> and you know what's funny is um I I've realized they kind of changed the mission call um mm-hmm. like it used to like right out of the gate, say where you were going, but now it's like you're recommended yes. to the Lord to do all of this stuff. And I'm like, yes. that's kind of cool. Cause it's like emphasizing the importance uh-huh. of what you're actually doing. It's not all about where you're going, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. but at exactly. the same time, I'm watching people say that. And I'm like, where are you're you like, going? <laughs>
1: Very true. It kind of leaves you on a like suspense yeah. even after they open it.
0: <laughs> but, um, what? Okay. Wait, one thing. How long after you put your papers in, did you get your call?
1: Ooh, I don't even... I think I put my papers in probably the end of March, and I probably got my call in May.
0: Oh, wow. No, long?
1: no. I put my papers in in April sometime, and I think I oh, got okay. my call at the beginning of May. I should know this, Yeah, but like I can't a few remember. weeks, though, or what? Um, yeah, it was a few weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah, a few weeks within putting in my papers. Yeah, because I'm... I think it was yeah, like two yeah. weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so it was super fast.
0: Yeah, it's pretty... That, that is crazy how fast that happens, because... Yeah. yeah seems like it'd be a long process but. exactly i
1: know i was like wait what when it got there i was like wait what so <laughs> and was
0: it uh in email form when you uh-huh did it, yes so that so it started i was
1: right that? right at the beginning of that switch so it was still over like in text email whatever yeah. you call it
0: so um i so what was it like opening that
1: yeah <laughs> honestly it was so crazy oh my goodness i so i was actually on vacation so i was really grateful that we received it on our phones or else i had to would have had to wait for a lot longer yeah um but we were on vacation it was just me and my family and um and i remember waking up and there was quite a big time difference so i woke up at like six thirty a.m and i got a little text and it was like your mission call is ready. And I was like, ah, I'm not going to lie. It was a little crazy. And I was like, oh my goodness. (laughs) Like, it's actually here. It's it's like one thing to put in your papers and go through that whole process. But then like the place that I was assigned to, it was here. I was, I was going to open it. And so it was like, just, just an amazing, it was so crazy. It was, I don't know if I like really registered in my mind that it was actually there, but it was pretty exciting. I was pretty pretty stoked to open it. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> so what did you think when you saw where you were going?
1: <laughs> <laughs> when I saw Arizona Gilbert, oh, it was, it was honestly like, I think I just grew like a love for Gilbert Arizona automatically. Like it was crazy to me how, how right it felt. And mm-hmm. like you have all these ideas of where you're going to go and you kind of accept like wherever and you're like, okay, the Lord's going to put me where I need to be. But then like when you read the name, when I read like You were assigned to the arizona gilbert mission i think i just felt like a sense of peace of like heavenly father needs me here and there's people there that i need to meet and just a sense of love like so much love for that area like (laughs) oh it's crazy how much love you can be filled with just for people you don't even know and just for a specific area but i just felt so much love and so much excitement to be able to like finally know where i'm going and um to be able to go and serve the Lord in that in Arizona as well
0: yeah that's cool I love how you talk about how you had that love for it Mm -hmm. like right away and uh like I feel like a lot of people are like oh I want to go to some crazy other country somewhere and Uh I don't know like it shouldn't I guess it doesn't it doesn't matter too much right Mm -hmm. like it's yeah it's like this is where you should go
1: yeah people are amazing everywhere and I just I love it. I love it. <laughs> Gilbert's a great place. It's yeah. it's so fun. You know, everywhere's every mission has its has its good things and so, good people and amazing things, but there is a special place in my heart for Gilbert. <laughs> and I may be a little biased, but uh, Yeah.
0: No, it's, it's so funny cuz your your dad was the bishop and uh-huh. uh I remember him talking about, like, he's like, oh, the greatest mission in the church. Did he go to Missouri? <laughs> yes, yeah. he went to
1: Independence, Missouri. <laughs>
0: Do you feel that your mission is the greatest mission in oh, the church? Oh, it's definitely <laughs> the greatest mission in the
1: church. <laughs> yes, it's so great. I, I love Gilbert. It it taught me so many things and had such an impact on my life. So many lessons I learned and so many people I met that have just had a powerful influence on my life. So Yeah. It's a, it's the greatest mission in the church. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so you just spoke English, right? Yes. Or, okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. And so, what was the MTC experience like?
1: Oh, the MTC was honestly so fun. I kind of think of the MTC as like Efy, where you're just yeah. such on a spiritual high, and you're so ready to go. Um, they train you. You go through, preach my gospel. You study together, and you just feel so much excitement, like to finally go to your go to your mission call assignment, mm-hmm. and you're just getting ready. You're surrounded by people who all have that same excitement with you, and so, oh, it was such a such a fun experience, and it's very spiritual, um, and just teaches you so much about just the gospel, the principles of the gospel, and you have opportunities to like teach others and to just understand more of like what your role and what your purpose will be as a missionary. So yeah. then, when you get out in the field, you're ready to go, and you can <laughs> jump off that plane and get running. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that's so cool. Um, I've I mean, I've done like role play things Mm -hmm. before and like I never, because it it always felt kind of awkward and I haven't done it in a few years, it might be different now, but um, it always felt slightly awkward just because like, you know, you know, these people already know what you're talking (laughs) about. But like, did you, did you do those role playing things Uh in the MTC?
1: Yes. Yes. I did those in the MTC. You do them a lot. You'll have like people come in or things like that and you'll teach them, try to figure out what their needs are. Um, which is a really cool experience. It prepares you really well. Um, and then you, I role played like every single day on my mission. So, (laughs) so you get really used to role playing and practicing, which is so, so helpful because then when you get in the situation or when you get time to teach someone new or to meet someone new, like you're ready and you, you just let the spirit guide you and, and it's, it's amazing. So role plays are very helpful. the MTC definitely teaches you the value and importance of those.
0: <laughs> so I want to ask you one thing on letting the spirit guide you. Um, mm-hmm. What does that mean to you? Because um, for the longest time I struggled with it and I think I'm getting a better mm-hmm. idea of it now, but like you hear that and you're like, okay, you're just saying that, like, what does that actually mean? Yeah. Like what do I do to make that happen or like mm-hmm. to allow that to happen? So like, what does that mean for you?
1: Yeah, I, I think that's a very good question. I think I struggled with that at the beginning of my mission as well of kind of Figuring out, okay, how do I teach by the Spirit and how do I recognize what the Spirit's telling me? Um, But I think the more, looking back, I think what really helped me to fill that Spirit's guidance is understanding like, the doctrine of the church, understanding those principles, um, what you're taught in MTC and what you study and preach my gospel. And then um, having that testimony for yourself, praying every single day and asking Heavenly Father, And gaining that personal testimony. And then when you get in in a time to teach someone, the spirit just guides you because it's something that's a part of you. Yeah. And it's something you personally know. And when you know something, it's easy to it's easy to talk and it's easy to share about well, talk about and easy to share. And so I think the more and more I like really treasured the truths that we know and the doctrine and the principles the more and more I was able to see how the Spirit guided mm-hmm. me because I was able to see what people's needs were and I was able to see how a certain principle or how a certain yeah. piece of doctrine could help bless them in their life because I knew that for myself. And so I think really it comes to letting that Spirit guide you. Well, for, it comes down to studying those doctrine and principles, but also like praying and seeking that Spirit as well, Yeah, obviously, of just taking that time to, like, ask the Lord for to be blessed with that Spirit and to be able to discern other people's needs. And and He he helps you out, and He helped me out many times (laughs) because there were some times when when you don't know what to say, and it's hard, but the Spirit always puts something in your mouth if you really take that time to diligently study and have that testimony for yourself.
0: Yeah. So um, on that, did you have moments, like, where you were trying to teach someone and you would like kind of you know get Mm -hmm. slightly like stumped and you really wouldn't know what to say and then like they're kind of like oh what are you like I don't know Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know how to explain what I'm saying but were they kind of like maybe even like if they were condescending in a way like Uh did you have those moments where the people were like oh you don't know what you're trying to say or
1: yeah definitely I mean there's always people some people ask hard questions or some people ask questions that I've never even thought about in my life because I never had those worries or I never had those concerns. Um, And so I think benefits of having a mission, being a missionary, is you have a companion. And so sometimes your companion can help kind of understand them better. Um, But also I think when it came down to those situations or when people brought up concerns and I wasn't quite sure with how to handle it, um, I think just testifying at that time of what you do know, it's hard to explain and be like, Oh, this is, this is giving them yeah. information. But if you testify of what you do know, like from your heart, people feel that spirit. Mm-hmm. And so during those times, like if I didn't know what to say, if I didn't know how to address their concern, I would just testify of a,
0: something you of did something know? I did know. Yeah. yeah.
1: And it could be related to that concern or it could be related to, um, or it doesn't even have to be related, but just testifying of what you do know and people feel that spirit as you testify. um, I think that was always helpful in those situations because there's so many times. (laughs) Oh man, there were some times where you just don't know what to say and you're like, I don't know. And you're kind of like, okay, Heavenly Father, bless me with the spirit. Like, what do I need to say to this person? But I think what helped me the most, I guess, for me is just testifying.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. And I've noticed that too, like as I I come to know things, that it's more helpful. And like, Mm It like sometimes I look at it and it's like like it's crazy that we're sending eighteen and nineteen mm-hmm. year olds out here who like honestly don't know that much about the gospel like mm-hmm. we do but like I don't know but like I think that's just a testament to the fact that like we really are yeah. being guided <laughs> in oh, yeah. doing that
1: for sure it it's so when you really like know and understand and just make the gospel like a part of who you are then it's so much easier I think in your testimony will grow. You don't have to know every single thing at the right at the beginning of your mission, but and I in no way did, but I <laughs> I did know that God is our loving Heavenly Father. I did know that He has a plan for us. I didn't know that I needed to have faith in Him. Yeah. And so those three principles kind of helped me to understand more of the other doctrine and to understand why that was important for me in my life. And it just became a part of who I was. And so the more and more you study it And then the more and more you pray about it, like it will become a part of who you are and you'll want to share that. It will become easy for you to be, to have that spirit because it's just who you are. (laughs) And it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing.
0: Yeah. Like you have to make it part of who you are. And I am someone who's always struggled with deep questions. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I think God like really ingrained that in me. And I like. You know, I do have a lot of mm-hmm. concerns sometimes, and I, I, I don't know, I really struggle. But I've had to make it, like, almost everything about me in mm-hmm. order to really come to understand it. Yeah. And it's been hard. And you mentioned, um, like, yeah, well, I just said, like, making it part of who you are. Um, one thing that I kind of, I'm trying to do, and it's so hard, is kind of, because I read the scripture lately of, uh, it's Second Nephi 25, 26. Oh, yeah. Just, we talk of Christ, we testify of Christ that, our children may know to what source they might look for a remission of mm-hmm. their sins. And that was like, oh, man, we have to, like, talk about it more. And I just mm-hmm. I just wish, and especially in Utah, like, well, I, I actually, it's probably the same everywhere. But, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you go to church on Sunday, the rest of the week, so the rest of the week for mm-hmm. a lot of people, and it's so hard to incorporate that conversation. Yeah. And so um, how do you feel like we can talk of Christ just in everyday yeah. conversation?
1: Um, I think... For me, it's it because sometimes it can be difficult to just randomly bring up Christ. I think that's something that's for a missionary, you'll get very good to just bring up Christ. Yeah. <laughs> but now as I've kind of been home for a, a little bit, for a week, I guess, it's it's not as natural for me to just mm. be talking to a store clerk and be like, "Hey," they cuz I'm just not used to that as a normal person, I guess. As <laughs> not <a> normal. But, <laughs> no, be the same you have, person. <laughs> normally I like, would have a tag or something and people would ask, "What is that?" or things like yeah. that, so it would just be brought up because people knew who you were. But so it's definitely a little bit more difficult. Um, but I think one thing that I really really learned and someone taught me this on my mission is just being that example of Christ and showing that love like he did. And, um, and just being a good person, because if you're a good person, people are drawn to you. People are drawn to people who, who are nice to them, who treat them kindly and who, who show that love to them. And so it really comes down to a lot of just showing genuine care for others and showing that genuine love and people feel of that. And then it will lead you to share what is important yeah. about you because when people get to know you and when people feel that love, um, they they want to know why you're so happy, or they want yeah. to know why you're filled <laughs> with that love, and so it'll it'll lead to you just sharing and talking of Christ more, and, and just having those experiences and those opportunities to be like, well, I, I don't have to worry about this because I have the gospel. I know that we we have a plan for us. I know that God has I get I know that God has a plan for us, and I know that God will take care of us. And so it just leads to that. Um, just by being a true example, a true disciple of our Savior, Jesus Christ, as well.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And, yeah, I guess it's just those everyday examples, and then, I don't know. I guess I sometimes felt like, oh, I need to bring up stuff, and yeah. then it just feels so out of place, but yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like that barrier needs to just be snapped. Cause <laughs> yeah,
1: like you, and sometimes it can be snapped. Sometimes with people, like you can easily just snap that barrier and be like, well, here we go. <laughs> and talk like, about a, Christ. Yeah, um, but sometimes it's a little bit more difficult. And and I think that's that's really what I learned a lot throughout my mission of just being that example and and just having people be drawn to us by our example. Yeah, um, because they truly are if you're and if you're really exemplifying that love and exemplifying his attributes.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. Um, Okay, I, I want to hear just some mission stories. Like, do you have, uh, like, I don't know, like, they can be crazy stories or super Ooh. spiritual moments or, yeah. I don't know. I feel like every missionary has some, like, oh, cool yes. stuff.
1: <laughs> oh, yes. There's so many mission stories. It's like, which one do I even say? <laughs> um, oh, man. missionary Missions are just so fun. I think you you just meet so many cool people. I think so many just interesting people that and it's crazy to see how many like people will just open up to you and tell you and it becomes so easy for you to see how the gospel will directly help bless them of specific experiences um i actually stayed in my first area for like the first 10 months of my mission so i was there for a very long time and um it was just such such a good area i loved it i would not trade it for the world but I taught my whole time I was there I taught a lady named Anne and oh my goodness I love Anne so much but we taught her almost every week she would always come to our lessons and she was she was previously Jewish and so she was still kind of trying to grasp the concept of the fact that we have a loving heavenly father and that his we have yeah that we have a loving father in heaven and it was so cool to just be able to teach her for that period of those 10 months And seeing the change that took place in her as well Um, and she was a hard one (laughs) she took a lot of patience (laughs) Um, i love her though but she i think like when we first met her we we were teaching her and we taught her the lessons so many times um and she would keep commitments um but she wasn't necessarily progressing and so that was always the battle that we had within ourselves because we were like well she's. She's keeping what we're asking her to do. She's reading from the Book of Mormon. she's coming to church, and she's doing all those things that we would that we would commit her to do, but she wasn't progressing. She wasn't wanting to become better yeah. and so we were always kind of held back with what to do with her and so we went through many different times of figuring out what to do um but as we taught her, I think just the love that I grew for her at first, I was a little hesitant I was I was a new missionary and I was a little scared and um, just seeing how the change that took place in her from the time that we started teaching her and from the time when I left the area um, was amazing and she just her whole countenance changed and she never accepted the gospel mm. um, sadly and um, but I I know that she will someday and she, um, she is just such a good example to me. She would always encourage me to be better too, and so I yeah. think she became like my little grandma on my mission. She was like <laughs> 60 years old, and she just had so much love for me, and she she showed that love, and so I, I loved being able to just have that experience with her and to teach her about the gospel, because for her, it was something that was so foreign to her. She didn't understand any of the principles, and so to be able to teach her those, and we taught her them a lot of times and so to be able to teach her those and um, to see just the light that came into her life as she took the lessons and as she talked with missionaries um and then unfortunately she actually did end up passing away
0: um she was diagnosed
1: with cancer and so that was that was kind of a hard time i had left the area and she she found out that she was really sick and so she did pass away but it kind of taught me that kind of taught me to really trust in God's plan. And we teach about the plan of salvation. And so it kind of required me to have that testimony re- reiterated for myself. And even though she never did accept the gospel, and um, I'm grateful that I had the opportunity to bring it to her. And I know that she will someday. someday. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah. So I think Anne taught me so much of just seeing the light and kind of seeing that process. Because you don't really see, as a missionary, you get, you never know when transfers will happen and what will happen and so seeing that like period of those 10 months of just the change in her and how how knowing that she did have a heavenly father like helped her and helped her to face her challenges that she was facing
0: <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's really cool <laughs> So one thing on what you just said that uh it made me think of like you know she will someday accept that mm-hmm. and uh there's I can't remember I heard it somewhere and maybe I'm playing a game of telephone here cuz maybe mm-hmm. I remember what it wrong but um someone uh mentioned that s- at some point Christ um someone asked him like what should I do to obtain eternal life mm-hmm. and then he shares like the parable of the good samaritan yeah and um, and I thought that was really cool because um, it's all about like just doing good to other people and becoming better. Mm-hmm. And then in our church we talk about um, you know like the covenants and the saving ordin- ordinances yeah. and stuff. And like that was a conflict with me for a second, but um, it made me realize that like if you are doing those types of things and like starting to understand like the love of God and like how you should be serving other people you Mm -hmm. will eventually um, accept those. Exactly. No matter, even if it's long after you're dead.
1: Very true. Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of interesting. It's, I think as a missionary, it was always kind of hard battling with that same idea of like, well, like our purpose is to, is to obviously find people who are ready to accept the gospel and to enter the waters of baptism. But then your purpose is also, well, in the missionary purpose, it says to invite others to come closer to Christ. Mm -hmm. And so, kind of helping understand that and like how that correlates. And yes, of course, we need to get them to help them to have the vision of being baptized and to become a member, but like also just going about doing good because everybody has a different plan for them. Everybody has um, different needs. And so helping people, seeing where they're at and helping them to just become a little bit more Christ-like in their life and to just be there for them and be that support and To push them a little bit to stretch a little bit because it's gonna (laughs) it's gonna take some stretching to accept the gospel in their lives but but helping them to see those blessings for themselves and helping them to see individually why that is important for them yeah
0: so um i've always like like i was saying i've always kind of had a hard time understanding the ordinances thing Mm because i'm like okay like if god's all powerful why do we have to do these little ordinances like can't we just be Mm -hmm. good and then he's like okay um but under that umbrella, like what would you say to me? Like, let's say I'm an investigator, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, so like I understand like becoming like Christ, but yeah, um, why why do I need to be baptized? Why do I need to um, go to the temple? Yeah. So like, what would you say to me?
1: <laughs> um, I would say, <laughs> I would say the importance baptism is important because you're able to make a promise with God that you'll be a witness for Him and that you'll keep His commandments, and it's a way for you to kind of show that love. Um, for your heavenly Father and for for our Savior, um, and the it's important because it kind of opens up a path for us to be able to receive those ordinances of the temple for ourselves and for our past ancestors, and so um, with that, sorry, I don't know if I said, I don't know if I'm answering your question quite as well as I should, no, here, here, just... but I think it just. <laughs> it's a way for us to show that love to our our Heavenly Father and it's a way for us to be that example it brings so many blessings I could go on and on about the blessings that I've had from um, being baptized a member from receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost and from being able to be that witness and to be able to partake of the sacrament each week to be reminded of that promise that I've made with him and to become better to change to repent to draw upon the power of the atonement. There's so many things. Sorry, I'm like <laughs> no, rambling them no, off now. Don't, don't worry. <laughs> but there's so many blessings that are open to you as you kind of make that commitment and as you make that make and keep that promise with God. Um and so I think that's that's the importance of yeah. it, is it helps you to progress. It helps you to become more like our savior.
0: Yeah. So it's like a physical commitment mm-hmm. that you like go through and yeah. yeah. And like the sacrament is too, right? Mm -hmm. And renewing the covenants. And I I should probably be better at remembering those covenants and stuff. But like, it's cool how we, how we do that. Even though it might seem a little abstract or something, it's real.
1: (laughs) Yes, the sacrament is so special. I always loved like teaching, because it's one thing to teach people about baptism and how they can, they can become clean and they can repent and they can draw upon that power of the Savior. But not only does that happen like just on their baptism day, but it happens like each week because mm-hmm. we're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to mess up at times. Yeah. And and that's the beautiful thing about the gospel is, is we can repent. We can turn to our Heavenly Father and seek that forgiveness with that real intent. And then we can partake of the sacrament. And, and He does forgive us. And He helps us to become better. He helps us to keep that change. And I think that's one of the... Biggest blessings ever is to be able to do that because, man, I know I'm far from perfect. <laughs> Even as a missionary, there, you, it's it's hard to be perfect. It's hard to be like our Savior, and we're not expected to be like that. But we're expected to change, to become more like Him, yeah. and to push ourselves a little bit. And so the sacrament is an ordinance that kind of helps us with that, with that change as well.
0: Yeah, I like how you say like we're supposed to like He, He like that's why we're here. I guess He wouldn't send us here if we weren't yeah. like you know, like these are, if you want to become like me. Um, and there was a talk by, uh, Elder Holland that I thought was really cool. He like, he quotes someone in it, but like talking about, um, like, like, do you th- really think kind of like, do you really think you can like get by without like all these things and mm-hmm. still become like a divine being like yeah. God? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like, it is cool that we like end up at God's I guess like if we mm-hmm. choose to we end up at God's point one day yeah
1: very true I like how you mentioned like if we choose to too because you'll see a lot as a missionary it's a lot of your agency but also a lot of other people's agency so it's kind of helping them see the importance of choosing for themselves and choosing to follow our Savior Jesus Christ and that's obviously through baptism <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. it's kind of it's it's a way for us to really like choose do we want to become more like our heavenly father and our savior jesus christ and if we do then then we have these ways that we can become yeah. more like them and we have these ways we can grow our love for them and show that commitment to them as well
0: yeah so um like i love how you talk about faith and, or repentance um mostly and uh i can't remember where i was reading i think amulek uh because mm. i'm in alma right now um he talks about like how the plan is like faith and repentance. Mm -hmm. And I just want to hear kind of your perspective on like what that means. Like, Mm -hmm. because it's, it can be kind of a broad subject, but like what is faith and repentance to you?
1: Yeah. Um, Faith is just having, to me, faith is just having trust in God um, and showing that trust in Him. And over the course of my mission as a missionary, I had to have faith in Him that He was putting people in my paths to be able to bring this gospel, and that he was strengthening me, helping me to know what to say. And so, I think having that faith in him it means just trusting in him and in his way, yeah, and trusting that he'll prepare that way for you, and um, and just always focusing on him and focusing on being like him as well, and then. Obviously, as you focus on our Savior, as you learn more about Him, and as you study more about Him, you're going to want to become more like Him. You're going to want to be a person that's kind. You're going to want to be a person that shows that love to everyone. And you're going to want to be someone that others can count on. And so I think that faith, it leads to that repentance. Mm-hmm. It leads to that change as you... So I guess like, in short, you could say like, as you really... Increase your faith in Jesus Christ, it leads you right to repentance yeah because you'll want to change um, and want to become better
0: yeah it's cool how it uh, like the gospel studying it and being open to the spirit like leads you to uh, understand new things or oh, yeah. like I don't know because I guess I think we all have a different uh path kind of to becoming like Christ, yeah. and my seminary teacher last semester uh, was talking about how like it's kind of like a giant connect the dots puzzle and like you can't uh like you got to start with like christ and like all these things Mm -hmm. and you can't jump over to dot 2000 which is trying to figure out exactly what happens after we die you know (laughs) like you can't get hung up on some of those things and i think that we all kind of have a different map to draw like we all have very different things we need to figure out first that lead Mm -hmm. us to new things and like you don't really figure them out uh you don't really know what you're going to learn next kind of in mm-hmm. it and like what is the most important thing for you to learn. Very
1: but, true. Yeah, okay. and that's the thing is that map is like different for everyone. So that's where that faith <laughs> yeah. comes in of like putting your faith that, that Heavenly Father will lead you to where you need to be and yeah. to who you need to meet or things like that.
0: And there's no one who can... um, Like you can't, no matter how much you listen to great people speak, like no one can give you exactly the map of experiences mm-hmm. that you need to get a testimony. It's like very true. a very uh, personal
1: thing. Oh, yes. Very personal thing. and I was always like my favorite is seeing as you teach people, helping them see like we're sharing this information with you. We're teaching you. But it really comes down to like your personal relationship with your heavenly father, because yeah. we can teach them and we can bring the spirit into their home. But, we always constantly invite them to pray, to ask, to know if what we taught them or if what they've re- they're reading is true. And that is where it's a very personal thing. And so that's like one of my favorite things is seeing how people gain that personal relationship with Heavenly Father. Because you can see it in them and, and it has helped strengthen my testimony many times. Like seeing people really understand more about, about Heavenly Father and more understand more about Jesus Christ having just that personal relationship with them
0: yeah um do you have any stories of like someone who was like really resistant at first and then they kind of like opened up more
1: yeah um (laughs) yes oh man (laughs) so so many funny people (laughs) um yeah i actually um i'm trying to think of which one i want to share Um, I taught a young man named Hunter on my mission and he, um, was, he is 16? Yeah, he's 16. (laughs) Funniest guy you'll ever meet. I love Hunter. And he, um, his dad was actually, well, his stepdad was actually a member. Um, and he grew up Jewish though. So once again, I guess another Jewish, I taught a lot of Jewish people, which (laughs) is kind of interesting. But, um, he was very, very kind, the most loving guy you'll ever meet. Just very, very awesome. And so we would teach him, but every time he'd be like, sister, sisters, you know, I'm never going to convert. <laughs> and we'd always be like, Hunter, like you.
0: So why did he keep inviting you over?
1: <laughs> so his, we were teaching his sister too. Okay. And so his sister was a little bit more receptive and um, he, then like his sister, some things came up in her life. And so she kind of stopped coming so it became to the it came to the point where it was only him and he had a really good relationship with our bishop which was a total game changer honestly he he was very very close with him It was someone who he could trust and our bishop just like was amazing at showing that love to him and um they would watch marvel movies every night and like (laughs) it was just so funny like things they would do so they really had that like relationship and so the bishop would invite him to come over to his house he said, if you're going to like watch my Marvel movies, you have to meet with the missionaries. Well, and so cool. we, we didn't want to force it upon him, though, but we wanted to bring that spirit into his life because he was going through challenges and, and he, 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 he was seeking to know. Yeah. He, he was trying to find truth um, deep down. But he didn't like saying that. <laughs> and if you were to ask <laughs> him, he wouldn't say that. So, <laughs> but he, so he taught him and I think they... Hmm, We taught him and he was very, very resistant. Like I said, like never, never, ever wanted to get baptized. And we went through the lessons and then we're like, okay, like what do we do? Like if he's not progressing, we don't want to like keep on coming and that sort of thing because we're here to teach people to progress. And um, then it kind of turned events again where his sister, she was going through a really difficult thing and she decided just right off the bat that she wanted to be baptized. She knew the blessings that came from them. And she was like, I need that peace. I need those blessings in my life. And so she called, well, her aunt called us who um, she lived with and said, okay, Reese wants to be baptized. And we're like, wait, wait, what? (laughs) And we're like, well, first we got to like get through some lessons. We got to teach her what the gospel is, the commitment that she's making. And so we were able to teach her and um, we taught her all the lessons. And then the very last, like right before her baptism, um, we would teach her and Hunter separate And right before the baptism, we invited both of them to um, come to the church and to look at the font Um, because Reese was a little nervous as anyone would be. And she wanted to just see what it would be like. And so we went one night and we showed her the font. We kind of took them on a little tour, I guess, and kind of explained the process of what it would be like. And um, as we were explaining it, it was the cutest thing ever and we hunter he like turned to us automatically and he was like all right sisters i need to get baptized asap <laughs> and we wow. were like what like he because he, he that was like something we never thought would come out of his mouth and <laughs> he would tell you that now That's he pretty. never thought he would get baptized but it was so funny just seeing how like that switch kind of happened of how his sister wanted to get baptized and then he was able to see what the font was like he was able to fill the spirit in that that moment and and i guess forever but um how that just helped him and that was how it needed to happen his sister kind of was there to help him and be that encouraging and that support for be that encouragement and that support for him and then he really did see what the blessings would be from being baptized and now he was baptized and it was they were baptized on the same day and it was it was the greatest day ever oh they're so amazing and i love them and it's amazing to just see how like he has changed so much he has their family has gone through very difficult things um and difficult times they've moved and things like that and so it's been very very hard on them but they've the one thing that has been constant throughout all of it is that they have a personal relationship with their Heavenly Father they know that they have a Savior and that has just helped them significantly and being able to teach them and seeing how it changed and how how that helped them I think was just such a cool experience to be a part of and it was it was fun. It kept us on our toes. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, That's that's so cool. I mean, yeah. You never know uh, how someone's gonna come onto understanding that yeah. for themselves.
1: Exactly. Well, yeah. It's crazy because like there for a moment we're like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna stop teaching him. We're not gonna go over anymore because he he doesn't want he wasn't he didn't want us there. And so we're like, why would we go and teach him and waste our time when we can be finding others that Heavenly Father's putting in our paths. And so we we stopped teaching him and then it just picked back up how it needed to happen. Everything lined up somehow. Mm-hmm. And so that was that was a really cool experience of like seeing how it kind of changed and how, how their hearts did soften and how they came to accept the gospel in their lives.
0: Yeah. One thing I thought of as you were saying that is like, um, I really love, like, you know, like, the scripture, like, if you bring one soul unto me, mm-hmm. like, how great will be my joy and stuff. And then I heard somewhere that it's, like, it's really not about just, like, getting as many people as possible mm-hmm. to the church. Like, one thing you said was, like, he's changed so much. And that's, mm-hmm. like, one of the coolest parts about it is, like, if anyone wants to be happier, like, there's, like, lots of change to yeah. go through. And, uh, like, no one's just a number in the amount of people we have at the church. Yeah, it's, like, exactly. a very personal and man, I think it's so cool that we have missionaries and like we're able mm-hmm. to go out and teach in those ways. Oh, yeah. But
1: it's yeah. so true. It's so cool. Like, just it was, I think Hunter, oh, he, I love him so much. I could tell so many funny stories with Hunter. His lessons <laughs> were always entertaining. <laughs> but it's he like, like,
0: like, raise weird questions <laughs> or what?
1: No, he's he was so he's raised Jewish, so he just yeah, didn't yeah. understand some things and. And like we taught him about temples and like <laughs> he, he was just so funny. The questions he would ask and and kind of what stood out to him. It was so fun all the time. We would always end up laughing our heads off at the lessons. <laughs> but he, it's been cool though too because after he was baptized, he he was able to, he was a priest and so he was able to be ordained. Yeah. And he is able to bless the sacrament each week. And so we would go to church and we'd see him bless the sacrament. And we would talk to him about it and like how he felt when he did it. And the opportunity that he had to be a part of that ordinance for every single person in, that, in the church. Well, at the church. And it was just amazing to see how, how he took that responsibility so seriously. And how he, he really wanted to help others. And it was kind of his way of giving back, of serving. And, um, of being able to just do that and find that purpose through it all,
0: yeah.
1: having, having a responsibility and bringing that, that amazing and remarkable ordinance to others and being a part of, well, being such a big part of bringing that ordinance to others.
0: Yeah. And I think it's uh, responsibility is such like a big part of the church. Cause like, mm-hmm. it's not like you accept the gospel and then you're happy. Like you have yeah. to go do what, um, it, what the faith requires you yeah, to do. Yeah, exactly. And man, it's it's exactly. crazy.
1: Very true. Once they accept, like once people would get baptized, we would be right there trying to get them to accept a calling or putting them somewhere where they could have that responsibility. Because mm-hmm. like you said, it's important for them to, to feel that sense of belonging and to feel that purpose and feel like they're a part of the church. And so it's always so important for them to just feel like they can serve others because they're truly so happy there's no happier people than when they just get baptized and they want to serve they want to do so much for others because they've seen that in their life so they've seen how other people how other people it. have yeah. brought them so much in their life so it's it's amazing
0: yeah so one thing i want to ask you cuz like i've i've i think i've asked a lot of people this but like i really want to know like what is a normal day like on mm-hmm. your mission like it, it, do you is that Preach My Gospel schedule just a universal schedule for all the missionaries?
1: Um, yeah, for, yeah, so they have like a pretty universal schedule. Um, yeah, for the most part, it's pretty universal. If you have like language, you'll have like language study. Yeah. Um, or depending on where you live, like sometimes the order will rearrange. Um, but pretty much you you wake up at 6.30 regardless and you'll exercise for 30 minutes. And then you'll take some time to plan your day you'll get ready, you'll eat breakfast, and you'll do all three of those things between like seven and nine. So you have quite a bit of time to get ready. Um, And then at nine o'clock, we would always start our personal study and you have an hour to do that. So that's time to study for those that you're teaching, study for the lessons that you're going to teach, and then take time for yourself to kind of ponder the questions that you have.
0: So um, on that personal study note, like, I don't know how I'm going to, like, I'm sure I'll have some adjustments to make, but like, I'm not sure how I'm going to be able to like adjust to being patient enough with myself to yeah. like sit down and read that for like an hour yeah. and, like, and probably be longer, especially if I'm learning a language. Yes. But like, how did that, how did your like patience transform over your yeah. mission to be able to do those things?
1: Honestly, like I totally, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Cause you're like an hour that is so long. Like who has the attention span for that? <laughs> but that hour would always go by so fast. It was crazy because you get in the scriptures and you're studying for real people who really want to learn more about their Savior. And so you're you're studying for them of like, what will help, what do we need, to, what scriptures do we need to share with them or what would help them? And so you're studying kind of all different things so you can bring them to your companionship study and can be like, okay, I think this will be good. I think this will be good. And then you can kind of counsel about it together. So it goes by very fast because you really have a purpose with your studies. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why why it was able to be an hour long is because you're really purposefully yeah. studying. So you have so many people. And then you, of course, have your own questions or your own struggles, that chal- struggles or challenges that you're facing. And so you're trying to kind of fill that as well. And a lot of times you'll fill that during your study of other people. It's kind yeah, that's of, interesting. it all meshes together. But, but there's always so many things to study. You have <laughs> Preach My Gospel, which is an amazing, amazing resource. And the Book of Mormon, those two things you can spend hours on it. Yeah.
0: Would you? Is that what you would mostly go through?
1: Yes. So I would mainly go through the Book of Mormon, preach my gospel. My mission president he taught us a lot of the importance of those kind of the standard works. We would study from the Bible as well. I don't. I personally don't know the Bible as well as I probably should. (laughs) But. um, if we were teaching someone who who did know the Bible, then I would study a lot from the Bible because I would try to kind of help them bridge the Bible and the Book of Mormon together Mm -hmm. and how they both testify of Christ. And so I think um, I would spend a lot of time in the Book of Mormon especially because that's kind of what's different about our religion is kind of helping people understand the Book of Mormon and then preach my gospel. Such a good resource. Oh my goodness, if I could everyone to memorize that in and out and <laughs> <laughs> that would be yeah but. I'm trying to yes, I'm trying
0: to read yes. it right now but yeah. yeah and
1: you don't even have to memorize it's just understanding <laughs> well, like yeah. the principles in it and there's so many good chapters of like how do I learn to recognize the promptings of the spirit or what is the role of the Book of Mormon there's chapters like that how do I use my time wisely because we can all use some of that mm-hmm. and so there's so many just chapters that are so useful and that that preach my gospel and it helps you to understand so much
0: yeah that's really cool so um on from studying what Mm -hmm. what comes next in your day
1: yeah so from 10 to 9 is we would have like cross time and so that would consist of contacting people or um so we would do that either over like phone or text messages we'd text people we would set up lessons with members or we'd set up lessons with the people we were teaching um we would check in on the people we were teaching help them kind of boost their day or send them little quotes or things like that so we would just take time to contact people where yeah. you would just slowly be like focusing on what other people need and trying to serve and then during that time so from 10 to 9 we would do that like all day but during that time we would have an hour for lunch and then we would have 30 minutes for a companionship study and so we would get together with our companion and we would plan for the lessons that we had for that day so we we're both kind of on the same page and yeah, we can kind cool. of like both see where we want to head or gear the lessons that we were teaching. So we would take thirty minutes to do that and we'd review some of the some of like the handbook and things like that together and just kind of take that time to study. I think companion study became one of my favorite things because like we would just take that time to talk about the gospel and to to just both strengthen our testimony and prepare for someone and to prepare to help teach someone. So that was always one of my favorite times. And then we would have like an hour for dinner between that time. So so between there, you would have like little pauses, but um, pretty much you proselyte, you're out teaching or you're out finding people. You're out working on social media as it yeah. is now. <laughs> um, and it kind of is different. It varies for each mission. I know some of them right now, like you can't get out much, but you're out you're still proselyting during those times, even if it's online and even if it's over zoom, you're still finding people to teach yeah. and you're still helping to invite others to come closer to Christ. So yeah, yeah that's, that's cool. kind of how the schedule went all day, just ministering all day, <laughs> looking for <laughs> that's, service yeah, opportunities. That's so cool.
0: Um, <clears throat> so just wait, sorry. Thinking, You're um, good. <laughs> you're <good. laughs> um so just before bed would you you would like write in your journal, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yes.
1: Oh yes, totally write in your journal. It's the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah so we awesome. would get in we would return back to our area at 9, so we would stay in our area until about 9. And then we would have to be home by like 9:30. So um we could have like teachings if they went late, we could stay out until 9:30, but you were able to come home at 9. Yeah. Um and then you just take that time to kind of like wind down for the night because your brain is sometimes a little exhausted (laughs) but you just kind of take that time to like get ready for bed write in your journal study from the scriptures if you would like or take time to just figure out what clean up or things like that kind (laughs) of just take care of yourself during that time and um and just get the rest that you needed so that you could do the same thing the next day and it's Um, amazing
0: did you do you feel like you slept better on your mission than you do like just because like you've yeah. got like eight hours set aside yeah. right like oh, do you yeah, feel like sure. you slept well? <laughs> oh yeah,
1: definitely. You like I think I got the most sleep I would ever get on my mission. Like yeah, you get awesome. a full eight hours no matter what. Yeah. It's amazing, but but it's also very exhausting. It was it's very very tiring because yeah. it's hard work that you're doing. You're constantly just looking for others, testifying of Christ. And it gets it gets exhausting, but it's. Truly, like the most joyous thing ever. Yeah. And do it all day, every day, and it never gets, never gets tiring. It can get exhausting, but you're always just so happy doing it that yeah. it just, it's the best. If um, that makes any
0: sense. No, it does make sense, and I feel like um, just talking and stuff, like uh, it can bring a different kind of exhaustion. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't know, like, I think that, and I've personally spent a lot of time in my own head trying to think through things and it's like, mm-hmm. it can get exhausting yeah. <laughs> and trying to like figure out how to communicate with people. Yeah. And one scripture I really like is just, uh, after Jesus talks to like the woman at the well, like mm-hmm. he says that like, like the, uh, his, the apostles like offer him food and he's like, Oh no, I have food that you don't know about. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, my food is to do the will of him that sent me. And it like sounds a little weird, mm-hmm. but it's like there's like a special kind of energy like did you feel like a special kind of energy in like preaching god's word that's like not there in other things
1: oh yeah it's like like i said like it is exhausting and you think about it like 10 a.m to 9 p.m like you're out for us we were able to get out a little bit more so we're walking the streets we're trying to find people we're serving others and you're constantly just teaching people or doing things and it's it's very hard and difficult at times because sometimes it may be a little dead and you're not able to talk to people or things like that so it's it's exhausting in its own way but there really is like never anything that like never a time where you can be happier i think that's like a real thing that i learned on my mission is when you're solely focused on jesus christ like you are happy regardless even if you're exhausted even if you're tired i think there's a quote by our prophet president nelson and he says, like, the joy we feel has little to do with our circumstances and everything to do with our focus. focus yeah. And that is so true because as a missionary, you're focused on Christ at all times, like, completely. And you feel so much happiness from it. And yeah. you feel <laughs> just so much joy. And so I think that, that like, quote always would just back come, like, into my mind when you were experiencing those hard times or when you're tired. There's always a reason to be happy. There's always a reason to find that joy because you're sharing the gospel. you're bringing so many so many things to others and you're yeah. teaching them and it's just so so joyful
0: yeah, that's so cool and uh I want to talk a little bit because I've never fully heard um what it's like, you know, like teaching the first lesson mm-hmm. and like getting into it so did you have anyone that you taught that knew like nothing or very little about? the gospel or like Jesus Christ? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so I would say um, that Lee I was talking about earlier, and she did not have any comprehension of really much. I think yeah. coming from a Jewish background, she was kind of a little like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Taken back, I guess. And so we taught her, there's a thing in Preach My Gospel, it's called like the How to Begin Teaching Points, and it kind of just goes over a few things about Like, our purpose. It's like, we... Let me see if I can remember one. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I had these memorized. I need to review them. But we would just talk about, like, how our message is centered on Jesus Christ. And and we teach people about Jesus Christ. And you kind of tell them, like, your purpose for being there. Help them understand, like, why we're here. Not just to share a message about Christ and then leave. But we're here to, like, enable you to improve the quality of your life. That's kind of one... And so,
0: wait, so just to back up a little bit, um, did you, how did you meet her? Did you like knock on her door or?
1: Um, She actually had a friend that referred her. Okay. So a member had referred her to us. And so, so, and so
0: then you went over to her Yeah, so we actually
1: the- met, we met her at the church because she was currently living with her daughter who was very apprehensive of us, of us coming over. Yeah. So we would meet her at the church every time. Oh, okay, that's cool. So. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> so, so yeah, she was just very kind of lost in her life. And so that's why we kind of, she reached out, her friend reached out to us. And we started to just be able to meet with her, bring that hope, bring that peace, because she was searching for that. And so for us, like it kind of required us that first time of like making those expectations with her and saying like, OK, we're here to help you to come closer to Christ. We're here to improve the quality of your life, that sort of thing. And then um, and then we kind of went in and taught her about there's like the um, points in preach my gospel like the restoration you have the very first point is God is our loving heavenly Father, so we started talking to her and helping her understand that principle, and for her, that took a lot of time. We spent <laughs> wow. most of our like the first lesson was probably helping her understand that principle, yeah, and so it's it kind of varies for each person. some people understand it right off right away. You'll go and you'll be like, "Okay, God is our loving heavenly Father. The gospel blesses yeah. individuals and families, kind of going through those points and teaching them about it and helping them like learn about the Book of Mormon, learn about the rest like the whole restoration, Joseph Smith and prayer. While others, they they don't understand that God is our loving heavenly Father, and so it kind of yeah. So how did you have person. to explain
0: that though, like to her? Because like it is weird because like around here, like it seems like everyone kind of understands that, or at least whoever I've talked mm-hmm. to, like kind of understands yeah. that. But like, um, how do you how do you go about explaining that God yeah. is our loving heavenly Father, yeah. like to someone who doesn't understand it? Because like I mm-hmm. can't even comprehend not um, thinking about it
1: in that way. Yeah, um, it from, I guess kind of helping them to see like it came a lot of like personal testimony from us of just testifying of the love that we felt for um, the love of Heavenly Father that we felt in our lives and then helping her to see that in her life as well and like helping her to see and recognize like the little tender mercies that she's given um, because God is in all of our lives. He's watchful over us. He cares for us and so we just had to help her kind of see that yeah. and so we would ask her questions like what ways do you see God's hand in your life or what ways have you felt of his love in your what, what ways could you feel of his love in your life or things like that and just kind of get her thinking of that mm-hmm. because at first she would kind of just accredit it to her like oh I'm lucky or oh I, this happened you'll never believe it but like helping her see like that was God's power in her life God was helping her out and just kind of helping her I guess yeah helping her to kind of think in that way yeah, and put her trust in a God have that faith in him
0: Yeah, that's really cool. Um, What did I (laughs) want (laughs) to (laughs) say? We have a small baby coming downstairs. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I was like, wait a second. (laughs) Um, Okay. uh, Did you have any other stories you wanted to... like i don't want to pressure you too but just i'm just wondering because like i want this to be yeah Yeah. i just want this to be something that like you know i just like a good chance to be able to tell people and i don't know who to listen to it exactly Uh just like any things that you think that really stood out that were really important (laughs) there's
1: so many it's like so hard to like narrow it down um i think so many hmm I guess one person that, like, really a story about, like, a person or just anything?
0: Uh, anything, honestly.
1: <laughs> hmm. I'm trying to think. There's so many. It's, like, so many different topics. But um, there was this one, one lady that I taught. Her name's Lisa. And she was a little um, – she used to be, like, an alcoholic and that sort of thing. And she was – very not receptive to the gospel mm-hmm. as well. And um, it was so interesting because we I had come into the area and they were already teaching her. And so she had made some changes in her life. Um, but she was not ready. She would keep telling them like, oh, I'm not going to be baptized as a member of your church. Um, and so I kind of got into the area and she was kind of still apprehensive about it. Well, my throat. <laughs> <laughs> Talking does get tiring. Yeah. Um, but she was still a little apprehensive about it and so we taught we continued to teach her and um she we had gone through all the lessons and we were like lisa like you have this understanding for yourself um we we need you to like ask heavenly father like if he wants you if if you need to be baptized like is that something that is is that a something that is for you and so she would always kind of like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, okay, like Lisa, we're here to help people to progress. We're here to help people to make that um, promise with their Heavenly Father. And so so we kind of explained that to her. And she was going through some knee surgeries and going through some hard times. And um, she was like, okay, fine, I'll get baptized after my surgery. And we were like, oh, okay, like... That may take some time because you'll have to heal. She's getting yeah. a knee replacement. So she's actually still healing from it from today. Wow. Um, but she, um, we started teaching her and then we just randomly got a text. It was so strange. Kind of like Hunter. We randomly got a text and she was like, girls, like I need to get baptized. <laughs> and we were like, what? <laughs> like, I promise, like this doesn't happen a lot. This is only two instances that has happened on my mission yeah, okay. of people just <laughs> calling us and saying they needed to get baptized. But we were like kind of asked her because it kind of like interested us like intrigued us of like why she wanted to be baptized before now and she had just mentioned how how she was getting the surgery and she wanted to kind of be I guess you could kind of say in her way like recommended to the Lord she wanted to know that she was living right and she wanted to have that peace going into the surgery and so we her surgery was like in a week and so we had to get it in like three days she would she'd been taught all the lessons she was very prepared so we just prepared her to be baptized and she was able to receive that ordinance and then um she had her knee surgery and it's crazy to see just how like now she's still recovering from it and she has just completely like grasped the gospel of Jesus Christ in her That's life cool. which is so fun and i i text her all the time i've been texting her today <laughs> she's just the cutest thing ever And she just really, like, gained that love for her. And it's amazing, like, we constantly reflect and reflect with her. And we would be like, Lisa, like, look at how much Heavenly Father is blessing you because you chose to be baptized before her surgery. She's had infections or stuff like that. But, like, she still sees the miracles that God is in her life. And I think her life is at a completely different place if she hadn't, like, had chosen to get baptized. But she's received just so many blessings and so many just peace of mind, so much peace of mind from that decision. So I always love that. of just seeing how, how she's changed and how she's really like grasped, grasped the gospel. She's amazing. That's so cool. I love Lisa.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I want to ask just a few more questions. Uh, but first I, we don't need to go into too much detail of this. We've already been going for an hour and 10 minutes. Oh, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, what what do you feel came of COVID in your mission? Like, I what mean, how far how far into your mission did like quarantine start?
1: It happened about seven months, I would say.
0: So like yeah. almost uh, not even halfway into it, but almost halfway
1: into your mission. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. yeah. COVID was crazy. Honestly, it was a little wild at first, It took a lot of like learning. Um, before we would like never pay attention to our phones, like we were out knocking doors, things yeah. like that. And with COVID, we weren't able to do that, and so. I think it taught us a lot though of just a more effective way to go about doing missionary work. Yeah. There's so many miracles that came from COVID. And I'm grateful like I had the time to serve during that time and to kind of see like the difference of what we were doing before and like how COVID helped us to be even better. Yeah. And how it helped us to think more of different ways we can help people to draw closer to Christ. And so it definitely took, like, a learning game. There were many hard times, <laughs> but yeah. but it was amazing to just see how it it truly has helped us to be just become more effective and to do the Lord's work in His way as well. I think a lot of times I would get caught up in doing it my own way, checking off the lists yeah. and, like, checking off the to-do lists and such, but, like, it required me to, like, have that faith in yeah. Him and to really do His work in a way He would have me do it.
0: Yeah, and it's cool because, like, yeah, like you're saying, it's a, like a huge difference from like the first half of your mission through mm-hmm. COVID. And I mean, as we kind of emerge from it, hopefully, I mean, I'm hoping yes. it's not a huge <laughs> conflict as I leave on my mission. <laughs> right. But I think it's cool because like that'll be a huge learning experience for the whole church and the whole mm-hmm. world. And like we'll be able to oh, yeah. kind of take the best from what we were doing before and uh-huh. with COVID and like kind of mesh it together and yeah, make it
1: something new. very true that's the thing too is like the culture just the missionary culture is changing with like everything yeah um it used to be like yeah we go and knock on doors but half half of the american population honestly okay don't quote me on that that's not a correct statistic (laughs) but not many people are home during the day so it wasn't very effective we would go some mornings or wouldn't contact anyone because we were just simply knocking on doors where we could text or call them and they pick right up so it, it taught us so much of just a more effective way to go about it and Helped us to see things a little differently. Yeah. Did and it, it changed a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah. Toward the end of your mission, did it kind of... Did the restrictions lift up a bit? Like, did you... Yeah. Did you ever get to go out and, like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: go door to door again?
1: So, not tracting. We're still not able... We were still never able to, like, go and knock on random people's door. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: But we were able to, like, go to members, go into homes, things like that. Um, But and we were able to like go knock on people's door who like missionaries had had contact with previously. So like that sort of thing, but nobody like just no free knocking. So mm-hmm. it was kind of interesting, <laughs> but, <laughs> but we got to know a lot of people and it was, it was really cool. Like so many miracles from it and it, it encouraged us to like work with the members and to help them to kind of do missionary work for themselves as well, which is awesome.
0: That's really cool. Um, Okay, different question now. Um, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> one thing I thought of a little bit ago uh, was um, what do you feel like was um, the most important or uh, lasting thing to you? Oh, my gosh, I'm, like, losing my words now. I get tired at this point usually. I know, I, <laughs> It gets tiring. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what do you think is the most valuable thing that you learned from one of your companions?
1: Mm. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> I love my companions. <laughs> They're all so good. Um, I think I learned a lot about. Hmm, I'm like trying to have, trying to figure out which one to do. I think I learned a lot during that time. We we had, um, we were under strict quarantine. Like we stayed inside for a very long time, and I, I had a companion named Sister Delaying at that time, and she was such a hard worker she was brand new she was originally it was kind of right at the beginning of COVID. so it was march and she was in the mtc and they kind of like kicked her out of the mtc and she just showed up in arizona (laughs) so that's kind of how it happened it happened very quick so she was kind of like a surprise for her and so she got to arizona and we were companions and we lived together just alone so it was just us two we lived like that for like three and a half months and Whoa. so being inside we just didn't get out much and so, so it, like
0: all you would go out for was like shopping mm-hmm,
1: or, yeah. yeah so we would just go. we were able to just go to Walmart on Mondays so that's all we would leave the house for so it was kind of I mean spending just time with one person let alone working because we were still working we we're still texting people and having zoom calls which was very helpful but she taught me a lot about just the importance of just to keep moving forward Cause for her it was a very difficult time because she she was expecting to go to Denmark and she was expecting to do all of these different things but then she her her route and her God's plan for her like completely veered yeah and she just continued to have that faith in Him and continued to work hard um, and continued to love Arizona love where she was at and granted it was hard it was difficult for us at times but and looking back I don't know how we didn't like die but (laughs) we had that time in my mission I think we were just so so focused on Christ and so focused on just doing his work that we just he like kind of eased that he brought that peace to our lives and eased those hard times eased those burdens um and just helped us to continue to like keep pressing forward have that vision and to just keep teaching people and keep doing the Lord's work so I think she just taught me that importance of just moving forward
0: that's really and cool. trusting in him. Yeah, that is really cool. Um uh one question <laughs> I had that I came up with earlier today, uh was uh what was your mission scripture?
1: Oh, that actually goes right in line with what I was just talking about. Oh, good. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I should have it memorized. I do have it memorized. I could quote it, but I don't wanna mess it up.
0: All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> Maybe I should sense. just try no, that for
1: makes it. Sense. <laughs> but um my mission scripture is, so I had done 2 Nephi 31, chapter 20, and this kind of teaches about the doctrine of Christ. Um, so it teaches about having faith, um, being baptized, things like that. And it says, Wherefore, you must press forward with a steadfastness in Christ, having a perfect brightness of hope and a love of God and of all men. Wherefore, if ye shall press forward, feasting upon the word of Christ and endure to the end, Behold, thus saith the Father, ye shall have eternal life. <clears throat> and so I love that scripture because I think throughout my mission I constantly reflected on it of just keep moving forward. Because there are hard times, hard days on a mission, and um, it's it's hard when you're so happy and it makes you so happy, and you're teaching people and they reject you or they don't um, they don't take that time to ask God themselves.
0: Yeah.
1: And so it's always a good reminder to just keep moving forward and have that hope in him have that love and to just continue to just trust in him and have that faith in him and i just i know this scripture is so true i know that if we do press forward that steadfastness yeah that we will be able to feel that peace and feel that hope regardless in our lives and we'll be able to to just fill of his love in our lives as well
0: that's really cool um when do you choose that? Is it like right before you go on your mission, they put it on your plaque, you yes. just decide? So how did you decide to do that one?
1: Um, I think I was studying it and it just I think I think uh, yeah, I was just studying one day and it just really I think I was talking about it with my dad actually. Mm. <laughs> we were just like, "Man, this is such a good scripture." Yeah. And so I kind of decided to just make it my mission scripture cuz it's a good reminder to just keep moving forward. That's what life is about It's yeah. <laughs> to just keep moving forward. And so, so I think cool. that's kind of what triggered me to have it as my mission scripture.
0: Yeah. So do you feel like by the end of your mission that scripture was more meaningful <clears throat> or took on new meaning?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. For sure, because I kind of I studied it a lot. I especially this chapter. It's an amazing chapter. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. And it was a good one to always just share with people, like. Continuing to just keep moving forward, um, and if we like feast upon those words of Christ, if we press forward, like we're gonna receive that eternal life, and we're gonna be able to fill of the love of God and fill of just the power of the Savior in our lives. Like so many things connect to it in so many different ways, and so it kind of depended on like what I was going through or what difficult challenges I was facing or others were facing and how it related to them. But there's just so many ways to to relate to it and to just understand it as well.
0: Yeah. And the reason I bring up that question for anyone listening is just cause like I want to emphasize the fact that like <clears throat> any gospel principle or anything you learn in life, going through experience will mm-hmm. change the meaning of it for Very you, true. you know? And so like, yeah, I'm sure on your mission <laughs> there was plenty of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just want to close with one last question and I want to just make this your chance to like, kind of say mm-hmm. whatever you want to anyone. And, kind of just like testify of (laughs) the gospel and like how the mission changed you. So it's just, what would you say to someone um, who is struggling with like knowing if they should go on a mission?
1: Yeah. Um, Honestly, I would say to just sit down and have, have a prayer with your heavenly father, talk to him. That's something that I really treasured on my mission is just taking that time to ask heavenly father for that guidance and I know that, like, I know Heavenly Father will answer you, and you, you can feel that for yourself as well if you really ask Him. And if you go in with that sincere heart, if you study, if you have that real intent, Heavenly Father always, always, always hears and He always answers our prayers. And granted, it may not be in the answer that you, you expect or in a way that you expect, but He does answer them. And I know that I've felt that so many times in my life where, I've prayed about something, and I feel like I've gotten an answer, but it's it's kind of taken me in a different way. But Heavenly Father, He is in the details of our lives, and He helps us to to understand that as well as we go. But I would say just keep moving forward like that Scripture says. Keep yeah. moving forward. Ask Heavenly Father. Study, and He will answer you. He'll help you to know what you need to do. And missions are the greatest. I would highly recommend. <laughs> mission. A mission has come completely changed me. It's changed my outlook on on how how the gospel really does influence our lives yeah. and how it is a necessity. It's not just something we live or something we do, but it is necessary for us in each of our lives because it truly just helps us to progress. It helps us to become more like our Heavenly Father and to make those promises with Him and to become like Him. And I know that I, I truly want to become more like my Heavenly Father. And... As I was able to be a true disciple, and as I continue to be a disciple of our Savior Jesus Christ, um, I feel of His love and I feel of His strength every single day. And I know that He is watchful of everyone, and I know that He He cares for everyone. And that's why we have the gospel is to bless our lives. Yeah. And so I know that He He is there for us, and I know that He's blessed us with this gospel. I know that this gospel is true. I have prayed and prayed countless times to receive that witness. And every every time, every time when I'm reading the scriptures or when I'm praying, I feel that witness come that this is the true gospel. This is Christ's church that has been restored. And I know that the Book of Mormon is true. It's helped me to see that. It's helped me to know and understand those truths for myself. And I know that Joseph Smith, he was the prophet that was called to Um, establish this church for this time and um, I know that it's something I'm so grateful for and I know that that we are very blessed to be able to to have the knowledge that we do have and we say these things in the name (laughs) of Jesus Christ amen
0: (laughs) all right thank you very much for the conversation I think it'll be cool to anyone who's listening and I Mm -hmm. I really am grateful for your testimony and the experiences that you had, and I'm sure that you blessed many mm-hmm. people's lives. <laughs> oh,
1: there were so many fun times. I love, I love my mission. I could talk about it nonstop. <laughs> but,
0: well, all right. Thank you.
1: Yes, thank you. <laughs>